We would just like to begin this episode before we introduce it with a brief disclaimer. There will be much swearing in this episode. If that offends you, please don't listen because I can't put up timestamps. We are discussing the etymology of words, where they came from, different phrases, and if they've changed over time. There is a certain C word that is said very frequently throughout the course of this episode. If you do, however, listen and you have anything to add, please contact us either through our Instagram, The Literotica Book Club, the Facebook group, The Literotica Book Club, or you can contact us on our email, which is literoticabookclub at gmail.com. Now, take it away, Zoe. Hello and welcome to The Literotica Book Club. I'm here with my co-host, Kaya. Hi, guys. And this week on our Let's Talk series, we are talking words. Sexy, sexy words. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy, sexy words. Not necessarily, but it came up after we were discussing in our last um, episode, kind of certain words and how they're used and different connotations, negative versus positive. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd make a podcast about it. And then we realised how difficult that was I called Zoe yesterday to complain that I couldn't do my homework and could I copy hers I never answered the phone because she was in work so you know sorry these things happen I was delighted to hear that you also had problems with this I did Because in theory, it's a great idea, right? Like words and terminology and etymology, we're both really into that. But mm-hmm. to try and find a starting point, like of all of the words ever to existed, yes. I thought was tricky because these things, as we found out, came up in conversation naturally. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, no, you, you can't say that because you don't say that anymore. Yes, yeah, so okay. we thought. Why don't you say that anymore? <laughs> Exactly. So here we are, saying what we're not allowed to say anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely floundered because I was like, I can't think of anything. I turned to my partner and was like, help. I explained the situation to which I was told, well, you've got some homework to do then. And I'm like, that's super helpful right now. So super helpful. So I Googled. I googled words who, whose meanings have changed over time. And that's my list. And <laughs> and some of them I knew. Some of them I knew. Other ones I didn't. So we're all learning new things. Yay for learning! And Zoe, of course, had her pre-made list of things that she came up with herself. So, showing me up. <laughs> I can do homework good. <laughs> I tried. I just, it was really difficult to come up with things that the meanings of the words themselves have changed or the meanings of what they once represented had changed. Yeah, so like we were talking about the word prostitute. Which may or may not be in the previous podcast. So it could have been cut out by our wonderful editor. So we will give you a brief rundown of, of the conversation. Uh, Zoe mentioned the word prostitute in relation to and in context with a book we were reading and in books that we had read in the past. Um, I corrected her to sex worker because in regular conversation, I personally don't believe that the word prostitute should kind of be used. Just Very PC is our Kaya. It, I mean, it is very PC, but then I decide, I was like, well, am I being like overly PC? Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, so this is where the conversation came up, whereas Kaya felt like this shouldn't be used because mm-hmm. presumably it's offensive, right? Yeah, so it kind of, it's sexist, it's derogatory. Mm-hmm. Like the word itself isn't derogatory, but the impression that it gives people is and so he kind of backed up my point a little bit that I said, no, sex worker. And she was like, no, because a sex worker is someone very much more in a professional background. like Who works in the industry. It's an all-encompassing term. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, prostitutes work in the industry. But if you say prostitute, you think 
very mean things about people that may or may not have made that decision for themselves. You know, circumstances and other things can can come up. Whereas sex worker kind of is a little bit more empowering. It's it's mm-hmm. gender neutral. Mm-hmm. As one of our good friends who I polled brought up that yeah, it's it's not a derogatory wor- word aimed towards women. Like you, you you say prostitute, it's a woman. Yeah. And my argument was that that's exactly what that word represents within the context of the book that we're reading. Like that was the yes, word that the author was. used. And I think it was used with intention to provoke that image. Mm-hmm. Um, and so should it be used if that's the intention or should it be abolished entirely because it misrepresents I I think that depending on the intention, so in context, Mm -hmm. if it makes sense to be used in context and in the context of when the book was written and is based, Mm -hmm. then absolutely. But in terms of outside of that, outside of that kind of fiction, I don't think prostitute should be used because like in uh, some of the, the true crime podcasts, that I listen to mm-hmm. the word prostitute is mentioned in a case immediately it's weighted differently their evidence is weighted differently because the image is what the media kind of presents and it's not very pretty woman it's you know a lot crueler you know so yeah I think I think the words that we use evolve over time obviously but also, people should be very careful about certain words that they use. Yeah, there needs to be a, like a responsibility on the user, I think. Like to be aware of the con- not only the context, but the implications of the word. Mm-hmm. Like to no, have definitely. that focus and a forethought when mm-hmm. speaking or writing. And we, we polled one of our friends as well, who is living in another country with his uh, girlfriend, who is from that country, where sex work is entirely legal. And what their... What their impressions are. Yeah. yeah. And he w- said, like, I, w- I asked whether he would use the term prostitute or sex worker and what that would mean. And I shall pull up their response. So my question was... What do the words sex worker and prostitute evoke for you? Will they be the same thing or are they different and why? And our friend said that their partner thinks both are the same, but one is classier or milder, uh, which probably makes sense when she lives somewhere where it's legal and doesn't have any black market or stigma associated with it. Whereas he is from our country and said prostitute is more basic pay for sex. Talk about what you want, discuss the acts, or if that is something that they do and engage in the act, transaction over. It has a seedier, less regulated aspect. I also love the language that he's using because it, it's so well thought out. Mm-hmm. It has seedier, less regulated aspects associated with it. I would think sex worker is more broad. Like it, it does cover prostitute and can have training behind it, which that's a whole other thing to dig into right there. Uh, could be more of a legitimate entrepreneurial type thing. Uh, so they might be part of sex therapy or they might have an emotional part to their time with someone. More companion without the necessity of like a high class bar to entry for customers. And then he's like, he, he summarized his thoughts, which is fantastic. Uh, with a prostitute, you're renting the body, but with a sex worker, you expect the mind. Yeah, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta give him props for that summary. That was really well said. So the, yeah. so the, so basically, like that's the, that's the response. That's the general kind of gist that's of what we're getting from him. And then I asked him uh, because another one of our friends said uh, a different response that I'll, I'll get into as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked if he thought that it was uh, derogatory or is it gender neutral? You know, the word prostitute, and he was like, "If I think prostitute, I think." Both women and also very derogatory. Both women and men? No, both women and that it's derogatory. Oh, both women and derogatory, yeah. Mm-hmm. And our other friend who, who brought up the fact that 
it wasn't a gender neutral uh, term. I asked uh, same question and she said she she so that, that might be something to look into as well. She prefers sex worker and she prefers it because prostitute has been stigmatized for so long. It's a heavily female associated word and we all know that prostitution is genderless. Uh, sex worker gives it more authority. It implies choice. And then uh, she went on to say, it sounds terrible, but when somebody says prostitute to me, I automatically think woman on the street looking for money. When I think sex worker, it can mean traditional sex work, cam work, escorts, dominatrix, fetish work. It encompasses a lot more. Yeah. So that was, that's I what I mean by the general consensus mm-hmm. of sex worker seems to be a coverall. Yeah. Whereas prostitute definitely evokes some negative imagery. Or <clears throat> someone who we both know said that uh, prostitute would be the job title as opposed to the industry that they mm-hmm. which is accurate like little smirks but it, it is accurate but again I think it's very much something that should be looked at yeah like it, it definitely warrants um, a little bit more awareness especially mm-hmm. in the current climate that we're in you know use of yeah, words like if the word prostitute is stigmatized in your location Mm -hmm. then maybe don't use it if it's not stigmatized then maybe it's okay to use it you know that that does seem to be the the impression that i get but for me anyway if i'm reading it it i would take the author's meaning i would take it not as an offensive word used by the author but uh, a storytelling device like the word is used with some sort of intent to convey this type of a message. Whereas I disagree. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think that it depends on the context of the book. I would not accept a book that had prostitute in it in a derogatory sense. So take for example, if you're reading a book and it's not someone talking, right? Mm-hmm. It's a description of what you see as you're going down the street. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, yeah, over like, it's kind of like we're passing by a motel with prostitutes plying their trade. Right. That that evokes a very specific idea of what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. But if that if that description is supposed to be neutral, then that's not the case. But how do you, I suppose, sex worker, uh, it would obviously be the the context of the book. So like if something was written in 1985, right? Yeah. To use an example, and prostitute was used very, very flippantly, where it wouldn't have made a difference, say, if sex worker had been put in there. You'd also have to read that in conjunction with the knowledge that a book was written Maybe before it got super PC that you had to say sex worker? Well, that's my point in that, like, you're not... So the way I'm taking it is that if it's a modern book and a modern description, then it shouldn't be used because there are alternatives that are less derogatory. Um, Yeah, again, in context. In context, okay. If it's someone who's, like, not to use another inflammatory word like boomer, but if, (laughs) if it's something from an older generation and they use the word prostitute right Mm -hmm. in conversation uh, i'm kind of like oh okay sure versus as i say like a very neutral description Mm -hmm. it's just like someone's you know driving down the street and this is what they see there it doesn't make unless the place is being described as you know one thing or another right as soon as you say the word prostitute immediately you think very much like seedier dirtier you know yeah but if that's the intention but that's what i mean that's why i'm like if the intention is to imply that yeah then of course but if the intention is neutral and they're just using the word prostitute because it's easier Mm -hmm. i disagree with that like you shouldn't just take the easy way out because it's easier no totally fair but use other words you have like to, to describe something you have to have intent is is yeah. basically which we both agree on that it has to be used in an intentional way that it to mm-hmm. be used modernly unintentionally is no longer acceptable 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how we feel. These are all personal opinions. Uh, don't come at us. Because <laughs> but no, but at like, least one tell of us, us is willing to come back. <laughs> tell us how you feel. Like, honestly, because this is like, this is something we, we finished our podcast recording and I shit you not, we talked about this for a good two hours afterwards. If not more. If I not it was closer to three. Yeah. We started our call, like our little business call beforehand at about, what, half nine, ten mm-hmm. o'clock. We started a bit later that day. We got our recording done. I think we hung up at like five. It was a full work day. It was six hours or something. We were on the phone that day or on the meeting call. Yeah. Like, so, so it, it's not... It's not a black and white topic. It's not straightforward. Everybody has their opinion. And I'd be interested to know what kind of, like, what kind of things offend people and what doesn't, like, what surprisingly doesn't offend you Mm -hmm. would be really interesting, I think. I wonder, and I'm going to actually write this down because I mentioned doing a poll in the Facebook group before. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for that episode to be edited so I can find out what I was talking about. What happens. You know, like if 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 a, a character in a book was describing a sex worker and they referred to them as like a lady of the night or a prostitute or a streetwalker or something like that, and you're meant to get the impression that this guy does not give any fucks about women or how they feel. Funnily enough, right, those three words that you used very much had different uh, mental pictures going on for me. Yeah, no, I know that that's yeah. the point. Like, but if they were to use varying flavors of derogatory terminology, because that was what the character was meant to represent, like, yeah, no, it, obvi- yeah, that if the character was meant to be an absolute shithead, then yeah, like if the char- for me anyway, if the character is meant to be a dick or a douche or a bitch or you know this could be a female character or whatever, if they're meant to be a not a cunt bit of a cunt this isn't going to monetize anyway yeah exactly but i know that's another word that some people find offensive and some people really enjoy so you d- although do you know what i'm, I'm just i'm gonna out us a little bit we're irish we use the word cunt it's a thing we call our friends cunts yeah whereas if you were to use that quite openly like we would in america or ca- canada y- <laughs> I, I did like I've been I've, I visited family I there and I'm remembering this story <laughs> I used the c word and the looks the absolute dead stares I may as well have just opened fire on the street like it, they were that offended oh my god but I told I was surprised because I had not gotten that reaction before not having lived in that yeah. country or being part of that culture but again that's something that you kind of bringing us back to awareness of your situation and mm-hmm. the context in which you're speaking the the culture in which you're speaking around as well matters mm-hmm. i find it hilarious that i can say the word cunt mm-hmm. and i can't really say the word fuck <laughs> yeah yeah that's weird is it me yeah. um, I sound scripted when I swear ordinarily. Like, it sounds fake. It sounds like I'm reading from a book. Yeah. <laughs> Kaya, Kaya doesn't swear too good. No. Unless I'm saying cunt. It just sounds a little bit forced sometimes, except for cunt, yes. Except for cunt. Except for that. Which is another word that we should bring up during this, because, as you say, it's interesting. I can't remember where I was going with my point because I got sidetracked with cunt. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> so on brand for you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It'll come back to me. So, yeah, ladies and germs, we have compiled a list, a short list of a couple of different words and phrases that we kind of agreed um, have the same reaction. Like they, they would be derogatory terms now if used so we'll go through those and see uh and see see how we feel i haven't we haven't spoken about this previously so they may overlap they are unlikely to probably because of the google (laughs) because of the google why don't you go first because you did homework and you deserve the the accolades oh no i mean the homework Sure. (laughs) So my first phrase, and it was one that immediately came to mind, is the phrase man up. 
Okay. And what can you tell us about the term man up? It's a relatively recent, um, like it's a modern day, 20th century turn of phrase. Yeah, I usually, I usually hear it in cinema. I don't think I've ever read the term man up. It, it's like a TV thing. I think I read it in one of, in Finders Keepers, one of the recent Stephen King ones, the one where he veered into thrillers. Um, I think the main character was told to man up at one point. And I remember reading it and thinking, why? Mm-hmm. Why is to get somebody to act a bit stronger or a bit tougher automatically associated with being a man? And the answer, controversially, is because men are stronger and tougher, like just by biology. So I get where it came from. Physically. Physically, yeah. like Emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, not to get too serious about it, but like... No, get serious. I like serious. Well, it just, it pissed me off because women are... Be pissed off. I'm being GLaDOS right now. Be pissed off. Fight the man. (laughs) Women by scientific definition, can withstand more pain. We have a higher pain threshold than men. So when it comes to being tough and toughing shit out... On average. average. Absolutely, we're talking on average here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there are outliers, but... Mm -hmm. I I just want to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're generally speaking, we're openly and safely speaking about things that are going to be offensive. So, like... In general terms. In general terms, yeah. Mm-hmm. But ma- but I think the term man up is offensive to both genders. Like this is why I've chose mm-hmm. it because no, I, I agree. You know, you're telling a man that fundamentally you're not a man, obviously because you're not acting like one, and mm-hmm. you're telling a woman that you can't actually be as tough as a man because in order to be this tough, you need to man up or grow a pair. That like I was man up and grow a pair were simultaneous in my head for this. Yeah, this one. Yeah, and I do think that that is very detrimental to uh, male mental health, which is yeah. that isn't talked about an awful lot. That if some, if you, if there's a kid, and I'm specifically talking about a younger child, right? Mm-hmm. That is a boy, and is crying. He hurt, like he fell over, and he hurt himself. All children are going to cry and whinge and moan and be upset. You don't tell that kid to man up. I mean, you wouldn't. Like, no, I, I, I would, letting my not maternal kind of freak flag fly, it, it would be kind of like a, you know, stop crying. Yes, it hurts. We will just get on with this. But I also wouldn't be telling the kid, you're wrong to be upset. You know? Yeah. You can't be upset about this thing. You can't cry. You can't be upset. Because you don't know what kids are going to internalize. Everything. The answer is everything. Kids are sponges. <laughs> they will internalize everything. Yeah. Ten years later, this kid is having like a dreadful time. And then goes, well, I can't deal with it. I can't man up. And then tops himself. Fun fact. And by fun, I mean absolutely fucking atrocious fact. There are no battered men's shelters. What? There are no shelters for victims, for male victims of domestic abuse or male victims of domestic abuse who have children with them. There are no shelters for fathers or for men, single men. There are only in this in this country. I checked it out. There are none. It's horrific. So that is. um, Sorry, I've lost my. She's getting so angry. It's beautiful. I'm so, yeah. I'm livid. Like I had a big. We, me and my partner had a, a thing because he was quite passionate about this this one as well. Yeah. And that <clears throat> the fact that there are none is is very telling. Is what I'm getting at. It's mm-hmm. very telling of our culture's attitude towards men manning up. You know that they don't have I, any problem. I'm, I'm disgusted by that. Right. In all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to your first word now. Or um, phrase. My, fir- my first word is hussy. Oh, good words. Yeah. And um, so my, my ideas come from uh, the TED Talk website. <laughs> Excellent source. And, and, I, and I have another one. So 
these are not mine. These are, let's see, who, who wrote this article? Ted Guest author in 2014. And the article is 20 words that once meant something very different. And I'm doing these out of order because I chose to go with hussy first because it kind of ties into what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So hussy comes from the word housewife. Oh, okay. Nice origins. And used to refer to the mistress of a household, not the disreputable woman it refers to today. So it was once a respectable term to call somebody. Huh. I'm going to yeah, start calling you a hussy shot. now. <laughs> you can certainly try. <laughs> Just remember, we have D&D tomorrow. And I am perfectly okay with make sure, making sure that your character burns. I have no doubt that that's uh, an eventuality as, as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, hussy. Hussy, used okay. used to be a word that meant something if not positive, then respected. So sorry, that's where I was going with that. If so, if you somebody was to refer to you as a hussy, how would you take it? Depends on the person, but negatively. You but so it does. It would it does yeah. have got negative connotations now. You you would yeah. and you wouldn't yeah. call a man a hussy. No, well you might, but it it would be to attack his masculinity. Yeah, like it's a feminized word. Well, which makes sense considering that it came from the word housewife. Yeah. Which I suppose in old English would have been like housewife. Yeah. About this hoose. So what is your next term? Bum. Bum bum. Bum ba dum bum. (laughs) Bum ba dum bum. (laughs) Bum ba dum. (laughs) The word bum of German origin coming from Mm -hmm. bummer meaning Mm -hmm. a high-spirited, irresponsible person. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Old English origins um, make it slang for drunk or buttocks. Yeah. And to, as a verb, it means to borrow. It's slang. You know, can I bum a fag? Yeah. Which... So many, so many words wrong in that sentence. Yeah. But, but like, that's what I mean. Well, that's what you say in this country, where... You don't say that outside this country. So okay. many, so many double entendres. <laughs> we, well, we both know somebody who used to smoke quite heavily, who was in somewhere, I'm not sure where in the States it was, could have been you actually, uh, who used the term bum a fag outside a club. Was I don't think you? it was me. I don't use, I don't use that phrase in general. Like I wouldn't even say bum to borrow, Mm. Um, which is kind of why I brought it up. Because like I was thinking of it more in terms of how it's used now, which is a bum is somebody who refers to like a homeless person. Yes. So in the origins of uh, the German origins being ir- an irresponsible person like I can see mm-hmm. how that would tie together how that would naturally evolve but it mm-hmm. does have severely negative connotations like it puts the responsibility of the person being homeless and down on their luck back completely back on themselves like it's their fault they're in this situation they're lazy mm-hmm. they're trying to leech off other people like that's the impression that I get oh such an oh look there's just another bum on the street Mm-hmm. You know, I hear you. I don't really have much to say on this because I also don't use that word in in the vernacular. Really, it, it, maybe it's more of an American thing. Uh, yeah, maybe it's. It wouldn't be popular in in this country for sure. Like except for the 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 phrase. Yeah, to John borrow again. Yeah, to bum a smoke. Because we were talking about it earlier. My next word is cunt. <laughs> so, we, we all know that it's not used particularly nicely in this day and age. You are insulting someone or calling your friend. <laughs> or referring to their charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. There's also that. <laughs> Did you know it shows up in the Canterbury Tales? I did not know it. That no. A number of times. Yeah, it, it's an old, old Anglo-Saxon word that literally means vulva or vagina. 
Oh, okay. Right. I did not know so that either. So it is an anatomical word. Okay. Uh, that's how it. That's how it started. And in Canterbury Tales, there is an overlap between the words cunt and quaint, which, sure. <laughs> I mean, okay. Old English was an interesting thing. And by the time it hit Shakespeare, so we're looking at a gap of about 300 years, mm-hmm. it, it became uh, a, a more obscene. Like, it's, in, it's within that 300 years that the word went from being like an anatomical word or like vernacular for vagina Mm -hmm. to not and you gotta wonder where that like where that insult actually came from if you're calling somebody a literal body part you know how is that offensive well i mean we do use the we do call people dicks yeah, but that's but that's what I mean. Like well, the the meaning a word is assigned mm-hmm. depends on the person, depends on the mm-hmm. people that's assigning that yeah. meaning, and you have to you have to make sure that the meaning you've assigned the word is also mm-hmm. the same meaning that the person receiving it has assigned mm-hmm. it. It's included in the Webster's Third New International Dictionary, um, in nineteen sixty one first appearance in in webster's and do, 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 with the comment considered obscene right mm-hmm. and it appeared in the oxford english dictionary in 1972 which cites the word as having been in use from 1230 in what was supposedly a london street name of i i believe this is grope cunt lane seriously fabulous place e-r-o-p-e-c-u-n-t-e-l-a-n-e where the sex workers hung out, you mean? Yeah. It was, however, used before then, having been brought over by the Anglo-Saxons. So, yeah. Grove Cunt Lane was originally a street of prostitution. A red light district. Ding, ding, ding. It was normal in the Middle Ages for streets to be named after goods available for sale therein. Hence the prevalence of things being known as Silver Street or Fish Street. Grope uh, Cunt Lane. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been, it's been renamed to Crape Lane. Crape Lane. Is this no, grape. Does, grape. does grape this still lane. exist in the UK? That it's called Grope Cunt Lane? No. No, I mean did um, it, where where did this lane like actually exist? Oh, everywhere, apparently. If there was a red light district in the Middle Ages, it was called Grope Cunt Lane. <laughs> According to Wikipedia. Fascinating. Streets with the name were also in the busiest parts of medieval towns and cities, which makes sense if you're going to apply your trade. Mm-hmm. Although the name was once common throughout England, changes in attitude resulted in its replacement by more innocuous versions, such as Grape Lane. So, English listeners, if you have a Grape Lane, it was a prostitution lane. There were people fucking in streets. A variation of Grope Cunt was last recorded as a street name in 1561. So it's not a new changeover. Like, it, it's, what, Elizabeth? 1561? Somewhere like that. Yeah, before Georgia. Le- yeah, I, I think you're right with Elizabethan, but your historical knowledge is better than mine. The first record of the word Grope being used in the sense of sexual touching appears in 1380. Cunt has been, has been used to describe the vulva since at least 1230 and corresponds to... Oh, an old Norse word, kunta, with a K, which actually ties into the etymology of the word kunt, which is all, all condensed into Middle English because English is a bastardized language. Germanic, Norwegian, Swedish, Middle Low German, Middle Dutch and Danish. So it's a European, it, 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 it's European in its origins. So maybe it that's is, why America isn't as familiar with it, or maybe... Well, I mean, they would have had English people over there. Um, it would be more to do with the fact that it's German and Anglo- it's Saxon. It's Anglo-Saxon. Anglo- well, that's what I mean. Like, it wouldn't be as prevalently used as it would be in Central Europe. No, that, that's not what I'm getting at. 
So, no, that's what I'm getting at. In yeah. America, it wouldn't be as prevalently used because yes. that's not where it originated. It was brought over, sure, and influenced by, but not widely used, which makes it commonplace, which makes it not a, you know. Well, I was just saying that I think the reason that it's not commonly used is because it's not from, it's not a French word. So it's not higher class, it's lower class to say the word cunt. Yeah. Because it's Saxon in origin versus uh, Normandy. Within, yeah, but we're, I think we're talking about two different things. You're, are you talking, I'm talking about, about the etymology? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know, but I'm talking about the etymology geographically. The etymology geographically is European based. Whereas I'm talking about it socially. You're talking well, about socially. See, guys, this is why this topic is fucking tricky, because there's so much within a word. Yeah, so, like, I'm talking about the the French and the German, where the French words for higher class things, or considered higher class things, like, the word in English is higher class. Mm -hmm. The word, the German word, is lower class. So you have the peasants saying things like uh, cow, mm-hmm. and you have the French saying beef, and like food or cuisine. Yeah. So the fact that it's Germanic... Means it's starting off as a lower class word anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, it would have been in popular usage, especially as like an anatomical like, instead of using vagina or vulva, they used cunt. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of coming into when Old English started kind of mixing up. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the clear segregation in class based on where the words are from. Just as you had described that, I had started to wonder then about the word pussy. Because exact same... Um, intention, right? You're insulting by using female genitalia. Mm-hmm. So would it be, would it have come along as Apparently an equivalent? That, that's a hot button topic, uh, <coughs> according to Glamour. So the origin of the word pussy is pretty hotly debated. One theory suggests that it originally came from Old Norse, uh, which means pocket pouch, which sounds legit and also kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Words are words are fun, guys. This is not going to be everyone's bag, but like words are fun. Like now, I'm going to use. There we go. Female genitalia. In contemporary English, the word "pussy" refers to women themselves. Oh, to refer to women themselves is considered derogatory and demeaning, treating people as sexual objects. Uh, as reference to genitals or sexual intercourse, the word is considered vulgar slang. Uh, studies find the word used more commonly in conversations among men than in groups of women or mixed gender groups. Depends on geography, though. You can't you can't make that generalization for everywhere, every English-speaking country. My no, no. Uh, well, this is Wikipedia. This is not. Wikipedia. Yeah, but I'm wondering where they got yeah. their like. Yes, that's a that's a fine thing to say about a data set that you have. Oh, hold on. There are women. Uh, subjects report using pussy more often than other slang terms for female genitals. Uh, the women that do are seeking to reclaim the word to symbolize sexual pleasure, power, and trust in their bodies. And then we have a, a, a certain uh, POTUS mentioning the word. Mm-hmm. comes up here. Do, 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 do. So we're going to skip swiftly along to gender roles. Because it shows up in the Collins Dictionary. (laughs) The word pussy is used in derogatory sense to mean cowardly, weak, or easily fatigued. Clearly, none of these people have ever met a woman. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right on, (laughs) sister. Our our vaginas are going to last way after your penises have gone flaccid and useless. Uh, The Collins Dictionary says taboo, slang, mainly the U.S., an ineffectual or timid person. Okay, here, here's an interesting term, right? Pussy whipped. The hyphenated phrase it, as whipped by pussy is a manipulative relationship dynamic 
Whereas a female deliberately or subconsciously withholds sexual intercourse to coerce the male into surrendering power in other aspects of the, the relationship. The male's weakness is his desire for access to female genitalia and his willingness to weaken his position in the relationship to obtain that access, combining the two uses of the word pussy. I have feelings about this. Yeah, I can see that all over your face, love. Your red, angry face. (sighs) Try to be a little bit more complimentary, please. This is... It's a pretty face. No. (laughs) This is... No. This is something that boys say to each other to insult each other. Yeah, I know. That's my point, like, with Man Up as well, that there's a bunch of terms that are used to... Uh, uh, words um, to degradate men by comparing them to women by saying you're weak like a woman that's all they're saying oh I'm having so many problems with this I think we need to move swiftly on it's your turn spinsters <laughs> that shows up on my one as well speaking of the late middle English uh, we're moving on to the mm-hmm. 18th century now mm-hmm. a spinster um, literally is describing the person and their job. That's That was the origins. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a woman who spun thread and yarn, quite literally, um, between the ages of 23 and 26. If you were unmarried and this was your job, you were a spinster, right? Well, after 26, what? you were called something, ugh, a thornback. I haven't been able to get... <laughs> I want to be called a thornback. Thornback, right? so awesome. But fucking equally disturbing. You know, I mean, that I don't know. You're not just I, a spinster not- because, you're not, uh, you, because you're not married. Clearly, at 26, you're past your peak. You're never going to be married. You may as well be called something with spikes on its back because that's how little you're going to get people to touch you. Like, I you have need- a little bit more <laughs> honest than my one. I love the word hornback, though. I really do. I know. <laughs> I think that's going to be the last name of my next D&D character. Thornback? Yeah, there you go. Just thornback. go to late middle English for inspiration. <sighs> so, on my side, with my swift Googling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I have found spinster. Uh, perhaps unsurprisingly a spinster used to be a woman who spun yarn or thread scholars suggest that during the middle ages it was easier for a married woman to find a higher paid and higher status work leaving unmarried women lower paid work like spinning wool combined with the fact that it was common for people to use their occupation as identification and legal documents where surnames such as Smith, Baker, Tanner come from spinster soon be, uh, came to refer to an unmarried woman said that's on that one and on this one uh yeah just a legal occupation often not in the most positive of ways as opposed to the word bachelor which is my word i have bachelor 12th century yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> young man so, well, useful knight unmarried male male yeah. animal without a mate during breeding season it's another fun <laughs> fun definition i found going solo knocking one off the wrist there but like that's that's it like bachelor doesn't have any negative connotations no i have bachelor uh, as a young knight before the word came to refer to someone who had achieved the lowest rank at a university wow <laughs> and it leaves, lives on in that meaning today uh, it's been used for unmarried men since Chaucer, so twelve thirty. Yeah, about. yeah, twelfth century. So, but I was looking at the use, the use of the words over time. So, bachelor, spinster, man, bum. Some of the words you can mm-hmm. put into a Google search, and it'll tell you the use over the years. And mm-hmm. spinster and bachelor are used. Let's say, I'm giving credit to the people who did the research in this assuming Mm -hmm. that it's well researched it's Mm -hmm. used the same amount today as it was in in its origins yes or ray maybe maybe they're taking recorded use yeah so like recorded Mm -hmm. use it's the same now as it was in the 12th fucking century Mm -hmm. sorry so my next word because we both had bachelor we did overlap 
Yay! <coughs> it's nice. 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 And I don't like calling people nice. I never have. I think it's it kind of comes from something uh, Christopher Lee said. That he hates describing people as nice because it's like a super insipid way to describe someone. It is insipid, yeah. It's super insipid. But I have more reason to not like describing people as nice. Tell me more. Tell me more. The u- the word used to mean things like silly, foolish, and simple. Ah. In the beginning. Derived from Latin, uh, necesis. Never did Latin in college, guys. Uh, meaning ignorant. Nice began as a negative term for a stupid, ignorant, or foolish person. In the 14th and 15th century, nice began to refer to someone finely dressed or who was shy and reserved. By the 16th century, it was used to describe refined, polite society and became uh, came to be used in the positive manner we're familiar with today. With now with the phrase nice guy used to describe men who wouldn't be considered all that nice in polite society, the usage may be going full circle. I, I think I'm feeling like whoever wrote this has issues. Nice guys finish last and all that. Yeah. But why is it a nice guy? I don't know. I like I think nice is is usually used equally. Gen- yeah, but like the phrase nice guys finish last. It's not nice people. Yeah, so basically that's telling men that if you're nice and kind or gentle or in any way good, you're not going to do well. You have to be aggressive in order to do well. Gentle is another very interesting one that I don't have written down here. Mm -hmm. But it it used to be associated with the gentry. The Gentile gentry? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. exactly where it came from. Uh, Another French word. I knew that one. (laughs) Yeah. I learned it from a book. <laughs> a book about time travel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we're nerdy. I like that's just <laughs> with Paul Walker and Gerard Butler. <laughs> when were they in a movie together? Timeline. I haven't seen that. It's another Michael Crichton book. Oh, I like Crichton. You you won't like this movie. No. Well, you might, but it's historically inaccurate. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Tangents! Tangents! They basically have English people showing up speaking to English people, which they couldn't possibly communicate, and a French person speaking in French. That, uh, anyway, 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 wouldn't work, wouldn't work. Language sounds have changed. What's your problem with nice, then? It's just really insipid. Yeah. It, it's a it's a word I use when I don't really have something nice to say about someone, shall we say? <laughs> if I don't have something overly positive to say about someone, rather than not saying anything, because that's not my bag, um, I'll say they're nice. Yeah, so and then cringe a little bit. <laughs> it's not a word that you actively look for, but one that you would rely upon. Yeah, it, it's a word that when people know me well and I call someone nice, they know it doesn't necessarily mean what it sounds like. <laughs> you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I have one more okay. term. Oh, go for it. Um, That's also being used a lot today in, t- in today's vernacular. Uh, illegal aliens. Hot button topic. What have you to say about that? Only in so much as it's still widely used and it's wrong. It's just wrong in the literal sense of the word. An alien is something from another fucking planet, not Earth. You can't call somebody an alien if they are from Earth. Sorry, I got a bit shouty there. I didn't didn't mean um, I didn't mean to get so I, loud. I disagree. <laughs> Of course you do. You she live to disagree me. with me. She's looking at me. And I've got my eyes closed so she can't see me. Because if I can't see But okay, okay, so, okay. Like, like, hear me. No, no, go for it. It's just because it's whatever about the word illegal. But like calling somebody who's from Earth an alien is just wrong. And 
it shouldn't be used today. There's no excuse. Like, if you're going to represent a group of people with a word, you can't use aliens. You can, though. Like, technically, you can. No, you can't. No, 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 no. And I'll tell you... Let me... You go for it. Go for it. Let me argue, okay? Sorry, you argue with me. Go for it. I'll take a poll right here and now, folks. When you hear the word alien, what the fuck do you think of? Because if it isn't a grey, big, black-eyed, bobbly-headed fucker, then you're lying. Because that's the first thing that comes to mind. Or maybe the alien from a sci-fi movie or something. But you think of something otherworldly. That's the image it evokes. Calling somebody who's from another country an alien, I think, is just fundamentally wrong. I will agree that it is wrong now. And I disagree with the use of the word. Go on, give me the definition that makes me technically incorrect. It's a Latin word. She dying to. Yeah. I like being right. I'm happy to be wrong, but I like being right. It's a Latin word that means other. It literally means someone who is different or comes from a different culture or is from a different country. They are other. They are alien. So it's like the phrase something is alien to me. You're not familiar with it. It's something that's super unfamiliar to you. But this is the prostitute sex worker argument. Yeah, you could say no, the no, same I'm, I'm thing about foreign. It's no, unfamiliar. No, I'm agreeing with you in current, like now, mm-hmm. it is, yes, it is te- still technically correct because that is the definition of the word, but it evokes something that is still somewhat correct, but it's not a nice word to call people. You don't call people aliens. It's just mean and inaccurate. So no, I'm saying no. You're saying no. I'm saying technically correct, but a dick move. I'll appreciate the technically correctness of it all. I, I do appreciate yeah. that. But our whole argument or, or position no, in has, this talk is that changed. it has changed and therefore use the word that's appropriate for now. I wonder what the the origin. Because otherwise, you're just perpetuating, perpetuating the the stere- the and, and like a an incorrect stereotype or an, a derogatory stereotype. I'm just looking up the origin of the word prostitute. Oh, okay. So prostitute, the word itself is from the 1520s. So we know from the word cunt. Mm-hmm. That by this time, people have gotten a little bit more Puritan. Yeah, so it's been, what, yeah. a, co- a, a generation or so has passed at this point. A couple of generations. Couple of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but so prostitute is from the 1520s or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. To offer to indiscriminate sexual intercourse, parentheses, usually in exchange for money. From the Latin prostitutus. Uh, to expose to prostitution expose publicly from pro before statutory to cause to stand (laughs) establish Uh, from pyroot sta to stand make or be firm so it's all about the penis The notion of sex for hire is not inherent in the etymology, rather suggests one exposed to lust or sex indiscriminately offered. However, this is now almost the official European term for the institution. So, originally it didn't imply money changing hands at all, it's just about the sex. The free and offering of sex. Usually in exchange for money, but yes, the free offering of sex. As in one who is open and available with their sexual desires. One who might be determined a loose woman, heavy air quotes happening. Sure, sure. Would be considered a prostitute. It's quite fitting that we started off this conversation with prostitutes and I feel like we're going to end it with such... (laughs) With the and it's only because I knew I was right about the word alien, so I was like, I need to go back to this to actually figure out uh, the word prostitute. So it's not the 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 original. It's not the original intention of the world's oldest trade. If it is the world's oldest trade, then what was it called before the fifteen hundreds? 
I'll look it up. It's widely known as and accepted as the world's oldest profession. So the earliest institution like in the 1920s in the in the early what I'm just trying to think into the origins of the written word so you're talking like Egyptian um Sanskrit Byzantium yeah like what did they call their sex workers would a woman in fact be paid would would it exist at all would you just be accept expected to provide sex without money and is it called something else then? <laughs> Slave. I went there. You went there. You're wrong. But I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, I'm not saying. I'm asking what it's <laughs> going to be called. You're on the internet there. Go for it. I'm go- Hold on. Okay. The Association of the World's Oldest, Oldest Trade with Prostitution. The phrase began to be associated with prostitution in the last decade of the 19th century. Uh, is a member of the most ancient profession in the world. Lilith was her very great-grandmama, and that was before the days of Eve. As everyone knows, in the West, people say rude things about, oh, I'll give it a shot, Laloon's profession, and writes lectures about it, and distribute the lectures to young persons in order that morality may be preserved. In the East, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to say again, 1889, In the East, where the profession is hereditary, descending from mother to daughter, nobody writes lectures or takes any notice. And that is a distinct proof of the inability of the East to manage its own affairs. In a scathing article on the morals of the atrocity of the mass circulation of uh, Reynolds newspaper on the 22nd of July, 1894, uh, the reference was repeated. In ancient Rome, under the Empire, ladies used to go to baths to meet certain class of men, and while men resorted uh, thither to meet a certain class of ladies. The ladies belonged to what has been called the oldest profession in the world. A profession which is carried on in Piccadilly, Regent Street, and other parts of London with great energy every night. In the same year, the Pall Mall Gazette reported a speech in which uh, Mrs. Omenson chant implored us to stand shoulder to shoulder and destroy what kipling has called the oldest profession in the world so we can blame kipling but in 1889 they were calling it the oldest profession in the world but by definition the kipling called it the oldest profession in the world it it doesn't seem to be in use pre that yeah that's what it like how if it's widely expected accepted as the oldest profession in the world and it is i mean it's not just him like people have this general idea then how did it get this reputation like by definition profession is something of service or something you provide for money right i'm wondering was there an exchange of money perhaps the earliest recorded claim to be the oldest profession was made on behalf of tailors in 1680. So Kipling called it prostitution as the oldest Mm -hmm. profession in the world in 1889. But there is a song slash poem called The Song in Praise of the Merchant Tailors, uh, 1680, also English. Adam and Eve made garments for themselves. So they're calling tailoring the oldest profession. We don't know what the oldest profession in the world is. It was only like the earliest known time that it was called prostitution as the oldest profession in the world mm-hmm. is Kipling. Okay. Well, there you go. And it, it, you know, it, it probably just gained a huge amount of kind of notoriety from Kipling because he was very popular. And not for his exceedingly good cakes. <laughs> I don't know that it's the same Kipling. I know. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do your research before you make jokes, woman. Yes, ma'am. Take us away there, Kaya. So that has been our wonderful rambling conversation on words. And if that just didn't get you hard in your pants and a little bit wet, wet around the nethers, I don't know what to say for you. We will see you next time with a new book. 
We haven't decided on our next topic, but it'll probably just kind of come out of nowhere unless Zoe has a better idea of what she's doing for hers. Tumbleweeds over here, guys. Tumbleweeds at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And to quote Walter Cronkite, good night and good luck. Bye. Do 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 do